Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, chariot. I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Coming for to carry me All home. All right, children. It is 5 a.m. in the morning. The uh, children two and three came to my bed last night and had some unconscious wrestling match. My, your mom and I kind of believe that the best sleep is when we go into child number two's bed. And uh, so we typically trade off. Your mom, about an hour ago, went into the king's bed. It's child two. And uh, hopefully she's asleep. Hopefully she'll get some good sleep. And I decided to get up and walk to the office. Whew. I made some coffee and... See, what do we do? A recap of yesterday. Yesterday was Monday, Martin Luther King Day. We watched a movie about uh, Ruby Bridges. Oh, well, actually, you guys watched probably thirty percent of it. Then we had leftovers. What did we do yesterday? Pretty much nothing. I mean, we got you guys to pull your clothes away. Uh, a couple nights ago, I I did about nine loads of laundry, and I folded it in. Uh, I put it into baskets for the, each child, because I'm a saint sometimes. And uh, I divided your sister's stuff up perfectly, because I know how to distinguish between your sister's stuff, but then there's three boys, and I messed that up horribly. So your mom, who's a saint, spent the next... like She, she, she spent from after breakfast to like 2 or 3 p.m. getting you guys to fold and put your stuff away. A drawer was broken... I had to take a drawer downstairs and nail it back together. And I'll tell you this, that's not in my skill set. I could, I could uh, do a lot of things. I can't really do construction. <sighs> so then we, see, so we had a nice dinner. Then you guys went to bed. You guys go back to school. The king goes back to school today. You, you, you were on a 10-day quarantine because... Three kids had COVID in your class, so I'm kind of glad that's done. You were miserable, so miserable that you actually took a mental health day. You actually asked me and your mom, can I take a mental health day? And your mom and I were like, sure, I guess. But we made you stay in your bed all day. So it wasn't that fun. I'm sure you won't be taking another one of those. I would love one, but that's because I'm an adult. Take a sip. All right, we're doing uh, Joshua chapters 5 through maybe, maybe uh, 8, after 8, or 9. We'll see. We'll see about the timing. Um, all right, without further ado, chapter 5. As soon as all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until they had crossed over. Their hearts melted, and there is no longer any spirit in them because of the people of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives. <coughs> Excuse me. Make flint knives and circumcise the sons of Israel a second time. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the sons of Israel at Gibeath Haraloth. Reminds me of, I think it was Simeon, and what's his brother? 
that got the prince of a city, prince of a city who I think raped Dinah, their sister, and they told the people and that's all the men in the city, you know, if if you want to join us, we'll circumcise you, and then, and then when they were healing, they killed them all. Sorry, I'm digressing. Should be reading. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the males of the people who came out of Egypt, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. Though all the people who came out had been circumcised, yet all the people who were born on the way in the wilderness after they had come out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the people of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until all the nation, the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. The Lord swore to them that he would not let them see the land that the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So it was their children. Oh, I yawning so much. Sorry. So it was their children whom he raised up in their place that Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. When the circumcising of the whole nation was finished, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you, and so the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the people of Israel were encamped at Gilgal, they kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month in the evening on the plains of Jericho. The day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate of the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain, and the manna ceased the day after they ate of the produce of the land, and there is no longer manna for the people of Israel, but they ate of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was... Oh, just kick some bottles in. I think. Um, what uh, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand, and Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. So, just so you kids know, and this is the thing my father told me growing up. Whenever there's an angel of the Lord, whenever the phrase angel of the Lord appears in the Old Testament, that's what they call a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. Um, an angel, he, he may even be the person that, um, that, that Jacob, was it Jacob wrestled? He may be... The entity that killed all the firstborn sons in um, in Egypt, because it was an angel of the Lord. Remember, he's God and man, and he'll be man later. But anyways, um, I believe that angel is saying, you know, this is holy ground, and telling Joshua and Israel that they're 
he's going to go before them, and they're going to win some battles. Okay, chapter six. Another confusing yawn. Sorry, this is like a really weak podcast where I'm just yawning constantly. Mm. It's 520. Chapter 6. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of of war, going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns (coughs) before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. When they make a long blast with a ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass on before the Ark of the Lord. Just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets, with the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, And the rear guard was walking after the ark, while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about at once. They came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Just a sip. Excuse me. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, walked on. And they blew the trumpets continually. And the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets blew continually. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. So they did for six days. On the seventh day they rose early at the dawn of day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city, and the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who were who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest... When you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout and the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Uh, then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkeys, with the edge of the sword. But to the two men who had spied out the land, <coughs> Joshua said, Go to the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belonged to her, as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and, and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought 
all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel, and they burned the city with fire and everything in it. Only the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab the prostitute and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua, saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Yo, kids, it's important that you really digest this story. And, you know, the story isn't, I mean, sure, it's it's cool. They tore a city down with their voices. It really wasn't their voices. It was God. It was God honoring you know, his, uh, his word. If they did all that stuff, he would destroy it. So, no, Israelites are not mutants from the X-Men. But there is so much... There could be so much guilt in what we do, in the sin we have. And believe me, Rahab was living in sin. She's a prostitute, okay? Um, But she knew who God was, and she hid those spies. And everyone in her family could have been brutally murdered in public if they found out it was her. And... It's important for you to know that there's no sin that could pull you away from God. And you may do something that you're embarrassed of or you feel shamed about. But God still loves you. And there's nothing you in your human minds or thoughts or actions can do to, to pull you away from God. Nothing. And this is one of the almost countless stories uh, about God honoring someone, even though they kind of, they're not holy. I mean, that's almost like the entire gist of the, this entire faith. We're not holy. God is. And we tried and tried and kept failing. Finally, God who loves us more than I could possibly fathom since his only son to show us how not to fail, and then we murder him with our sin, with our corruption. And the great mystery is he comes back and shows us we can come back. Uh, Rahab is a great story I, I want you all to always meditate on when you're feeling shamed. Like you've done something so bad, God would never cut that out of your mindset. God will always be there and love you and accept you. You might do some silly things. God will probably um, feel the same way, but that doesn't mean you'll leave him. In the same way, there's a lot of things you could do (coughs) to upset me or your mom, but that doesn't mean I'll stop loving you or even liking you. I love you with everything. And I, you know, one of the purposes of my life I think was to be a dad wasn't to be a lawyer, 
you know, as quote-unquote prestigious as that job is, I think my purpose in life was to be a dad. And I love it. And it sucks sometimes, like, doing laundry with you for four hours, three or four hours, just to get you to put certain clothes in a drawer. Um, so anyways. Anyways, um, let's see. Where are we? what the timing is we got 16 minutes all right so anyways sorry a little miniature sermon chapter seven in case you kids are wondering i don't know if you care or not um i've been drinking like the coffee i drink my keurig is green i keep hitting my Green Mountain uh, Caramel Vanilla Cream uh, Keurig uh, Coffee. It is amazing. And I get nothing but compliments on it. It tastes great. Your mom hates it, but you know. Your mom and coffee. Uh, Let's see. Chapter 7. But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, son of Carmi, and son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. <clears throat> Joshua sent men from Jericho to, to Ai, I, I just say I, which is near Beth-Avon, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. And the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not have all the people go up, but let two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. So about 3,000 men went up, from there, there, went up there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of the me- their men and chased them before the gate as far as uh, Shepherim and <coughs> struck them at the desert. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan all to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? O Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name. The Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Therefore the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Get up, consecrate the people, and say, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, for thus says the Lord, God of Israel. There are devoted things in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought near by your tribes, and the tribe that the Lord takes by lot shall come near by clans. And the clan that the Lord takes shall come near by households, and the household that the Lord takes shall come near man by man. 
And he who is taken with the devoted thing shall be burned with fire, and he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, because he has done an outrageous thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel near, tribe by tribe, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought near the clans of Judah, and the clan of Zerites was taken. And he brought near the clan of the Zerahites, man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought near his household a man named Achan, the son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord God of Israel, and give praise to him, and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. What is that noise? Uh, And Achan answered Joshua, Truly I have sinned against the Lord of God of Israel, and this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful cloak from Shinar, and two hundred shekels of silver, and a bar of gold weighing fifty shekels, then I coveted them and took them, and see, they are hidden in the earth inside my tent, with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and behold, it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. And they took them out of the tent, and brought them to Joshua to all the people of Israel. And they laid them down before the Lord, and Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the cloak and the bar of gold, and his sons and daughters and his oxen and donkeys and sheep and his tent and all that he had, and they brought them up to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones. They burned them with fire and stoned them with stones, and they raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. Therefore, this day, the name of that place is called the Valley of Achor. Oh, my Lord. Actually, it reminds me of the story of the lottery. I don't know if you guys ever read that. I read it in sixth grade, and my sixth grade teacher got in trouble for it. Um, the lottery, it's, it's about this small town... Like in the, I don't know, like in the 1800s, they get together and they're having a lottery. Nobody knows what the lottery's for, but they're talking about uh, good crops, you know, and like stuff like that. And it's, you kind of have no clue what's going on with the lottery until um, <clears throat> you start realizing people keep picking things and they keep calling out like, they call out a family, then you have to decide who's in the family. And people in the family are like really scared. And you start to realize, okay, this is probably isn't a good idea. And at the end of the short story, and I, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for you, you should have definitely read it in high school. Um, the end of the story is one of the characters, who's a little obnoxious during the whole short story, she's chosen, and then the entire town stones this woman to death. And they do that so they could have a good crop season that that year. Let's see, we're at... Let's see if we can do chapter... Let's do chapter 8. I think we need to find out what happened to the city of Ai. Chapter 8. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai and his people, his city and his land. And you shall do to I and its kings as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its livestock you shall take as plunder for yourselves. Lay an ambush against the city behind it. 
So Joshua and all the fighting men arose to go up to Ai. And Joshua chose thirty thousand mighty men of valor and sent them out by night. And he commanded them, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city. Behind it, do not go very far from the city, but all of you remain ready. And I and all the people who are with me will approach the city. And when they come out against us, just ask before, and we shall flee before them. They will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city. For they will say, They are fleeing from us just as before. So we will flee before them. Then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will give it into your hand. And as soon as you have taken the city, you shall set the city on fire. You shall do according to the word of the Lord. See, I have commanded you. So Joshua sent them out, and they went to the place of ambush and lay between Bethel and Ai, to the west of Ai. But Joshua spent that night among the people. Joshua rose early in the morning and mustered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people to Ai. And all the fighting men who were with him went up and drew near before the city and encamped on the north side of Ai, with a ravine between them and Ai. He took about 5,000 men and set them in an ambush between Bethel and Ai, to the west of the city. So they stationed the forces, the main encampment uh, that was north of the city and its rear guard west of the city. But Joshua spent that night in the valley, and as soon as the king of Ai saw this, he and all his people, the men of the city, hurried and went out early to the appointed place toward the Arabah to meet Israel in battle. But he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel pretended to be beaten before them and fled in the direction of the wilderness. So all the people who were in the city were called together to pursue them. And as they pursued Joshua, they were drawn away from the city. Not a man was left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel. They left the city open and pursued Israel. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the javelin that is in your hand towards Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the javelin that was in his hand toward the city. And the men in the ambush rose quickly out of their place, and as soon as he had stretched out his hand, they ran and entered the city and captured it. And they hurried to set the city on fire. So when the men of Ai looked back, behold, the smoke of the city went up to heaven, and they had no power to flee this way or that, for the people who fled to the wilderness turned back against the pursuers. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had captured the city, and that the smoke of the city went up, then they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. And the others came out from a city against them, so they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And Israel struck them down until there was left none that survived or escaped. But the king of Ai they took alive and brought near him near to Joshua. <clears throat> when Israel had finished killing all the inhabitants of Ai in the open wilderness where they pursued them, and all of them to the very last had fallen by the edge of the sword, all Israel returned to Ai and struck it down with the edge of the sword. And all who fell that day, both men and women, were twelve thousand, all the people of Ai. <clears throat> but Joshua did not draw back his hand in which he stretched out the javelin until he had devoted all the inhabitants of Ai to destruction. Only the livestock and the spoil of that city Israel took as their plunder, according to the word of the Lord, that he commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made it forever a heap of ruins, as it is to this day. And he hanged the king of Ai on a tree until evening. <clears throat> at sunset, Joshua commanded they took his body down from the tree and threw it at the entrance of the gate of the city and raised over it a great heap of stones, which stands there to this day. At that time, Joshua built an altar to the Lord of God, the God of Israel, on Mount Ebal, just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the people of Israel. 
as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones, upon which no man has wielded an iron tool, and they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And there, in the presence of the people of Israel, he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. And all Israel, sojourner as well as native-born, with their elders and officers and their judges, stood on opposite sides of the ark before the Levitical priests, who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord, half of them in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, just as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded at the first to bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessing and the curse according to all that is written in the book of the law. There is not a word of all that Moses commanded that Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, and the women and the little ones and the sojourners who lived among them. So that is chapters 5 through 8. Let's see, 5, 6, 7, eight. That's like four chapters, then I'm done. Don't want to rush it. This is like the first book of the history of, uh, so it's a good stopping point. It's, you know, it reminds me of Ananias and Sapphira. Remember, um, in the New Testament, there's a story where, you know, the early church, everybody pulled their resources together and they're trying to build the church and take care of the widow and the fatherless and the elderly and they put all their money together and, and they, they tithed as well, like, you know, 10%. And some people, a couple people, Ananias and Sapphira lied about tithing. They said, here's our tithe. And I, I believe they they told Peter, I think it was Peter, but don't, please correct me or I'll, don't hold me to that. And what they were doing, they were lying to the Lord and they were lying to his, the disciples. Had they just said, hey, here's some money, you know, instead of saying, here's our 10%, here's all this, just to make them look good. If they had just said, here's the money, I don't think it would have been a problem. But they lied. They tried to make themselves bigger than what they were. And I think Ananias or Ananias died first. <clears throat> and they were burying him. And then Sapphira came in like a few hours later. <clears throat> and I mean, she had to have seen the, the shovels. And when someone asked her, is this the 10% you said? She said yes, and then she died. One heck of a Bible story. Or one heck of a Bible story, when you think about it. So that's what this story kind of reminds me of, in a way. But, so, it's about quarter to six. I've been talking for about 30 minutes. I'm going to walk home now. Maybe make some breakfast or maybe read the Bible a little bit more. And maybe I'll make some more coffee. I don't know. Today should be fun. I'm having a very, very busy day. I don't think I'm going to get home until like 6.30. So I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, I love you very much. And I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to say for my father's eulogy. I think I have an idea of it. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? No, the day before yesterday. I was having a pretty tough time. and <clears throat> It was pretty sad. And I drove to the local market where we, um, near our house, that has the really good butcher shop. And I, as I was there, like, I saw a guy that had a jacket on from the same union, same local 
union that my dad was part of for like 35 years. And I went up to him and I said, hey, you know, my dad was in Local 70 for like 35 years. And he said, oh, what's his name? And I gave him his name. He's like, oh, I, I, know, I know him very well. Um, <clears throat> and he didn't elaborate. kind of glad he didn't. Because I don't know what story he'd say, you know. My dad was a believer. He wasn't a saint. <laughs> and I'll tell some stories off the podcast. You guys will know about when you're mature enough. I mean, it's not really that bad. It's just, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to post it on this podcast. It'll live forever. So, pray that you guys have a great day. And when you listen to this, you'll listen with open hearts. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. You are